Options Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast, starring me, Kyle Morrison, your host, and my good friend and co-host, John McDonald. How are you? I'm very good, sir. How are you? I'm good, I'm good, because we are here for our Dialogue Options Game of the Year Top 10 2019 lists. Finally! We're here. My, like hotly anticipated. <laughs> uh, we look. We we coming in. We just made it at the start of Feb. I think that's just enough. I don't care what Greg Miller says. No, no, no. It's <laughs> fair. It's I, fair. I saw what he said. I'm like, no, it's it's fine. We can be a bit late. We're too cool. We don't care about no, don't like care trends. We don't or, care about Greg Miller. What he says. Like, or, no, no we, I do. We, care. No, I, too bad. Not anymore. You're on actually, this podcast. No, that's not. That's not always a hundred percent true either. Sometimes I completely <laughs> disagree with what Greg Miller well, says. You, you, you didn't care much for that three and a half hour. Batman vs oh, Superman podcast. Oh, I didn't watch it. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I still haven't watched that movie, so it's the right choice. Yeah, um, I exactly. wouldn't watch it if I no. were you. But um, yeah, that's what we're here for. We're here to talk about our our game of the year. So we've got deed. We've got two lists. We you've, do. You've got ten. Yes. And I've got ten. Yes. We've uh we've discussed this. We've done some sort of like vague ordering. So like okay, like I'm gonna be completely transparent about my my list. Um, one to four, like as in like my my. Like my favorite game to number four are like in order, and then from the the rest of them are just sort of like equal or around the same thing and could interchange at any time. So uh, it's a little bit all over the shop. I mean, for me, my top four at like my I got my games in an order, right? And the first four games at any point in the last month have all been number one. <laughs> and they just keep they just keep shuffling. Because I've tried to play a few of them recently, the last couple of weeks, to refresh my memory. Which has turned out to be a bad idea. Yeah. Because I'll play X game, I'm like, that's my game of the year, baby. Right. And I'll play, I'm like, that's my game of the year, baby. So the rest of them, again, not the rest of them is basically equally as good. So those first four have just been shuffling back and forth. Yeah. And my... And, new contender made it into the list at the last second so like it's been like taking the extra month to finish some extra games was great but also my list was good and then i had to rush together like the last week to be like no no hang on a second this is in here now yeah this is here yeah i'm pretty sure i know exactly what you're talking about I, but i don't, actually do. don't know you where should. it lands so um i'm excited to hear that very excited uh all right so we'll Shall we get things rolling with some... Yeah, I think we should get into maybe, a list. Maybe ease them some, some shout-outs, maybe? Oh, we don't, yeah, shout-outs. We, actually, you know what? We should shout-out first. I yeah. think that's a good thing to start with. Yeah, so we got some shout-outs of, like, games that didn't quite make it or that we didn't finish or stuff that we enjoyed for the most part. Well, there might be some things that might have stopped it from being on the list. Um, yeah. I've got four that just sort of came to mind. Um, Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night. Uh... I loved it. I never played Symphony of the Night, which that's that's impressive because this is also on my shout out list. But the fact that you had you didn't have that that nostalgia and it still landed like mm-hmm. it means that Eager's onto something. Yeah, like, I mean, like I I love Metroidvanias and stuff like that, uh, but it's just I hadn't played like you know the ti- the the the, the, the cream of the titular the vania part vania of Metroidvania. Um, that's fair. But and also I played the Switch version as well, which is notoriously bad yeah um, it's i think it's getting better mm. there was a big patch recently i haven't tried it yet yeah but um i've been yeah. to go back to it because i didn't i didn't actually finish it which is one of the reasons why i didn't make my list and, and i i finished it once but it was the wrong ending so right I, well actually yeah no i did i got that as well i i know what you're talking about there um 
but yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed this game. Um, it was an absolute blast to play. I, I really liked how it felt. And like, once you get into the groove with like, you find like what kind of weapon that you like to use. Yeah. But, but even, even when you find that weapon, there's always that chance, but through that door, it's like, there'll be a weapon that calls out to you more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even when you start throwing in all the, the familiars and stuff like that and mm-hmm. your abilities and your, yeah, like. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of <laughs> oh, like. boy. There's a lot of like ability management in that game. There but, is. But it, it, it's, I, I actually quite enjoyed it. So, uh, and, and, and also. kill them dead. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Murderers. also shouting out to the fact that uh, that was one of the games I played while uh, my wife was in hospital when when my son was born. So like when we had downtime or like um, you know, Ash was taking a nap and Griffin was taking a nap and I wasn't ready to take a nap, uh, I played a fair bit of Bloodstained and I could because it was on my Switch, which was really neat. Nice. So that was a shout out for that one. Um, do you want to go back and forth? Yeah, go? well, I mean, because that was one of my shout-outs, so I'll, right. I'll, I'll okay. spare myself from bringing it up. But yes, that was on my shout-out list too. Uh, my first shout-out is actually a game I finished just last night mm-hmm. after finishing another game which made it onto my list. This one didn't quite make it, but I still think it's worth mentioning because I think if you should check it out. It's a game called A Short Hike. Yes. I don't even remember where I saw it. It was yeah. somewhere on my Twitter feed. I know... Kyle Bossman from Easy Allies was streaming it at one point. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's where I heard about it. But either way, I, I definitely remember seeing someone describe it as like Animal Crossing meets... Was it Mario or Zelda or something like that? It was a weird crossover of games. I'm like, I have to try this. It's yeah. pretty cheap. It's, it's on Steam. It's also got like a bit of an Undertale vibe to it yeah, as well, I think. It's got, maybe, it's got that like, like lo-fi yeah. PS1-esque like 3d yeah it's really interesting Mm -hmm. i would recommend honestly looking up a trailer it's got a super chill soundtrack it's really just about climbing a mountain not but not stressful like celeste yeah and it sort of makes it into a playground because a lot of it is done based on golden feathers which let your character jump or so you can jump once per golden feather or you can climb up a a surface i forget i think it's maybe one feather per second or something, yeah, like, that. something like that and yeah like honestly i don't know how many feathers there are but there's plenty and you can just find them some of them you can buy and just the way you can sort of shape your exploration of this island and there's a variety of extra activities to do as well it's just a fun cute little game and it was super chill it took me about an hour to finish yeah i recommend I, looking it up i played for about an hour and i didn't feel like i was getting to the end so i i was just enjoying like oh yeah like that's the thing right around, like i i was I played for about an hour and mm. I was like, this has been kind of fun, but I guess I'll go for the goal. Yeah. And like, you can just do that and yeah. it won't take you long, but it's still fun. Yeah. And then even when you finish, like I can still go back and do stuff, which is really cool. Yeah. It's a really, it's, it's, just a, it's I think you're right there with like it being super chill. It's yeah. such a, a nice, enjoyable, pleasurable little, little game. Um, if you are playing it, it was only on PC at the moment, but currently, yes, but you, you, it is controller compatible. Yeah, I was gonna say, if I you, recommend it. <laughs> if you are gonna play it, uh, definitely hook up a controller. I mean, if you've got an Xbox One controller, it's easy to plug that in and it works. But yeah, I, I've heard it's not great without a controller. Um, I was listening to the Besties podcast. And I initially tried it without a controller, and it was rough. Yeah, no, so I could, I could definitely see it being rough, but but luckily, yeah, again, most controllers on PC are pretty prog- plug and play now, so that's. Right. Shouldn't be much of an issue. Right. Um, all right, I'm going to shout this one out. And I've had some pretty negative things to say about this game on the podcast before, when I think we first brought it to the table. Um, I had but, some negative things to say when I borrowed your copy and brought it to the table. Yeah, so, like, it's... Yeah, so it's Astral Chain. Um, I'm giving it a shout-out is because, I mean, I've got a soft spot for Platinum. Um, and it, there is there is a good game. There, I mean, there is 
elements of good stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for sure. I, I think the combat is really interesting, uh, especially once you get like a handle on like the the chain stuff. Like yes, yes. Um, uh, I think that uh, like the setting is really really cool. Like with the, the anime Future Cops is really great. I loved hanging out at the police station and checking in with all my friends. It's got a good theme song. Uh, it does have a good theme song. Um. And also, I think Lappy is one of the best characters ever. Um, Marie slash Lappy. Um, that's not really a spoiler, because as much as she probably thinks that it would be a spoiler, it's not really. It's quite obvious. It's very obvious, but it, that's what's so great about it. Um, I mean, obviously, like things like the level design and the fact that you keep going to this like uh, astral plane that's really, really uninteresting to look at, and you're there for most of the game. Um, and also, I think it goes on for a bit too long. Yeah, that's a big thing for me. Like... Um... Mm. It's a game on my list that I have similar problems with, but but it gets in there because it is it has the fun combat, and the story is it's just enough. Yeah, and the game is just long enough. Whereas Astral Chain, like I looked at my playtime, I'm like, how I'm not finished yet. Yeah, and I'm like twenty odd hours in. I'm like, oh, I I am exhausted already. There is a point where it's like, oh yeah, cool, I'm at the end of the game, and then there's more after that. And yeah, it, and it makes it look like that you're not really anywhere near it. Yeah, you're, you're close, but you're not near it. And I'm like, ah, oh. and that's when I started to check out and lent it to you. <laughs> I mean, I checked out. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but like, I definitely shout it out because again. Um, it's it's impressive that it runs on the Switch as well, and it looks pretty yeah, well, and yeah. it runs relatively well in handheld mode. Um, even though I played most of it on TV mode, which is pretty rare for me with a Switch game. I usually play things in handheld mode, but... Um, I mean, oh, wait, you don't have one. Like, for me, a big part of it was I was the same, but because I wanted to play on the Pro Controller. Yeah, because that's fair. Forget using the Joy-Cons for this game. That's all right. I got tiny little hands, so... Yeah, like my, I know. It's, sometimes it creeps me out. My tiny little, like, baby hands are, are perfect for the Joy-Cons. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, shout out to Astral Chain. Uh, so, my next shout out is for... And this game was so close, it nearly made it. Uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. This game is incredible. I have a feeling it's on your list, though. Yeah, so, I'm going to reserve judgment. Yeah, so I'm not going to speak too much about it because we'll probably get into it then. But it's a charming game, killer soundtrack. Still wish they'd flip the play experience. I get it. But yeah. um, honestly, even even just shouting out the soundtrack, but just playing through it, it's just fun. Yeah. Fire it up for a night. You'll have a good time. Yeah. That's my guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I want to shout out, and I, the other reason this is in a shout out is because I didn't play enough of it. Um. And but I would very much like to play more of it. I actually want to kind of buy it again on the Switch. I know but um, it's, on, it's on my shout out list too. Yeah, so it's Ukulele in the Impossible Lair. Uh, it's because I I, I, I I nabbed it when it was free. Like yeah, Epic would give away. I mean, why wouldn't 12, you? They're twelve days of free games, and I was looking looking on like Reddit posts and stuff like that about like what was coming because people were deciphering because they had like clues and stuff. I saw that why man? I was like, yeah. And then is that going to be ukulele? Yeah, and or is it going to be like, Impossible Lair? Yeah, and then I was like, oh, maybe they're just going to do ukulele, but they're like, no, we're doing Impossible Lair. And it wasn't on the store until then. They launched it, I think, that day as a free game. They rocket leagued it uh, on PC. <laughs> or oh, not on PC. I think it was on Steam and stuff like that as well, but on the Epic Game Store. I downloaded it. I was cautious because mm-hmm. the original ukulele burned me bad. Yep. But... When I booted it up and it started playing that theme song, I was like, "Oh god damn it, I'm in." Yeah, uh, the 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 movement in it is it, it feels really good when you get in like a, a roll of like quite literally a roll because like that's one of the moves that you do. Yeah. Um, hey man, I played Donkey Kong Country. I know exactly. what you mean. Exactly. It is. It is like it is. 
it ukulele is, was banned to Kazooie. This is Donkey Kong Country Returns. That's exactly it. Um, and it's it does it really well. I think it does. it's it's really fun. Um, I like the overworld stuff, being able to like change stuff in the overworld. See, that's cool and unique to this. Like yeah. turning the overworld into sort of like a top down platformer level of its own is mm-hmm. just a fun idea, and it gives you and even just the way you can interact with levels you've completed. Yes. To like. Like, for example, there's a water level that you can freeze. And it changes that level completely. And that's just... It sort of is playing on the idea in the first ukulele where you could use pages to make the worlds bigger. Yeah. But it's just a fun idea and I like it. Yeah. I want to play more of this game. Me too. I want to get it on Switch. Yeah. I I think next time it goes on sale or something like that, or I've got a bit of money there to sit and um, to to splash out on, I definitely think I'll pick it up on the Switch because it's just... I can find myself um, sitting on the couch playing it. But... Uh, my last shout out for it is also uh, the when you beat a level, the music when you the music in general is amazing. But like um, um, that when you finish a level, there's like this like theme song. It's like because it's all about collecting bees to help you out and stuff. And it's like this like choir of bees singing this little like jazzy little tune. I'm like I love that. I kind of want that to be my alarm to wake up to in the morning. I'm just like that would be the best way to wake up. Man, we we honestly don't deserve David Wise. No. Uh, this was a, this is off topic. I'm already taking this off topic. Right. Um, I recently was listening to the I think the Donkey Kong Country two soundtracks, which is one of my favorite video game soundtracks. Yeah. Right and just so. you, you know, it gets through, through all the regular tracks, and you're like, man, that was good. And then it starts getting to like the level complete versions. And man, I I mean, it seems obvious at the time when you're playing it. Maybe it just sort of slips under radar. Like every stage has its own version of that ending jingle for either Diddy Kong or Dixie Kong. Yep. And it's just. Like, again, we don't deserve David Wise. He no. is too good for us. It's the br- music he makes is too good. It's so good. Um, and oh, it's great. But yeah, Ukulele in the Impossible there. Shout out. Uh, so my next shout out, again, I won't speak too much because I it's on your list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is uh, Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah. Now, this one is actually special because I you told me ages ago to play Crypt of the Necrodancer. When this was announced, I was like, okay, I really should buy it and play Crypt of the Necrodancer. And it was fun but also just way too hard. And yeah. I was just... It, I bounced off it because of that. Like, I got I got into the second zone, I think, and was like, look, I will... This soundtrack is killer. And I listened to it on Spotify to this day. Mm-hmm. But it was just... I died too much. And because it's a roguelike, it's like, cool, back to the very start. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of done. <laughs> but Cadence of Hyrule, though, that gets rid of that problem because now it's a Zelda game, right? Mm-hmm. Where the overworld is the overworld and you're free to explore that, go for the rhythm stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then the dungeons, some of those, I think it's, I'm not sure if the main dungeons are random. I think the, I think, I know the little caves often are, but are the main dungeons? Oh. I can't remember. Either way, even, even if they are, it did, it it worked. I think elements of them are. Oh yeah, like, like, so like Diablo Diablo 3, so. The main puzzle of them. Where there's, yeah, there's chunks that have to be there, but yeah. Yeah. Like Diablo 3. But anyway, like, much, much like, uh, man, Sayonara, like the soundtrack in this game, so good. Love it. Love those Zelda remixes. Shout out to that game for being so good. But not quite good enough. Not quite good enough. Uh, My last one is a game that I completely forgot about. Um, Not because it was bad or anything like that. It's uh, just because it was earlier on last year and I played it and really enjoyed it. I didn't quite finish it. Um, And that's Ape Out. Uh, Ape Out was a lot of fun and Again, if we're talking about music, there's a bit of a theme running with these, with these at the moment. But uh, the the thing that makes that game, I mean, it is just a top-down twin-stick 
a brawler, I guess. Not really a shooter. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Um, and with a really like you know visually striking art style, but the way that the soundtrack interacts with how you're playing is fucking brilliant, and I really love that, and it really adds to like the at the primal nature of it, I guess. It was a it was a free game over Epic on Christmas. I'm it was, sure. yeah. I, I missed it. Yeah, I'm a bit bummed. It's 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 worth a play. Um, I played it on Switch and I really enjoyed it. Um, like I said, visual art style is amazing. The the the, the um dynamic soundtrack is just fantastic. And then when you get it's great because it rewards you with this chaotic jazz drumming that is just so interesting to listen to. And it rewards you with that the better you play. Like, the, the, the more of a role that you get on with, with uh, playing this giant gorilla that's escaping from various situations. Um, that's my last shout-out. Uh, I'm all out of shout-outs, too. All right, cool. I think it's list time. It's list time. All right. Who's going first? Who wants to go first? I mean, we've already mentioned two of mine. So you want to go first? I'll, I'll go first. All right. I'll, I'll are, you, are, you going, are we going top to bottom or bottom? I guess it's not in any particular I'm order. Go, I'm, I'm going bottom to top. That's the right. That um, is the correct way to do it. Exactly. I'm going to finish. Like, with why like, would you start with the best? You, you know, you got to build up. You got to build up. Save up for your dessert. It's fine. Um, so, uh, and I think we're just going to do like a little. Bit, uh, when we we talk about each game, we're just going to do a little bit of. Oh yeah, like a little, like a little spiel. blurb. Yeah, yeah. We've, for we've, sure. For sure. Bashed out some words about each of them, but um, but starting at number ten, um, again from five to ten, no real particular order with those six games. Um, but at number ten is Borderlands Three. Um, I would never have thought that Borderlands Three would be this low uh, on a list of mine, but uh, says something about the year. But uh, it's Borderlands. What, what, what more? This is what I've written anyway. It's Borderlands. What more can I say? Uh, this is more of the same, and I was absolutely into it. Uh, the quality of life improvements and updates to gameplay are welcomed, but above, bo- above all, uh, it was nice to come back to these characters that I have grown to love. Uh, yes, its humour is a bit on the dated side at times. Yes, it's more shooting and looting, uh, but whether it be with friends or going it alone, Pandora and its surrounding planets still have a place in my heart. Um, and I, I just, you know, it's more Borderlands. Um, I, I, it is true, it is more Borderlands. I need to go back to it and... and tick off a few more of those like side quests that I missed and, and just really get, get a bit more exploration because I did sort of rush it towards the end because of um, uh, Death Stranding, but... It was imminent. It was. Um, and and honestly, was... there's a lot of game in Borderlands 3, but yeah, there's... It's cool that you can go back. A lot of the, the post-game, the, the, the missions you don't do as you're going, they have a cool way to make them fun at the end, which... Yes. I told you about, and I wish I'd known. Yeah, and, and incentivize you to, to like, go back to it. Yeah. On the flip side, like I finished and was like, "There's no point." Like I'm, yeah. I'm done. Which, which sucks. It's a bummer. But yeah, cool. Um, and post launch support for it's been really good as well. But um, uh, coming in at number nine of no particular order of these games uh, is uh, <laughs> coming in number nine in no particular order. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to list it this way. That's how we. That's how we're doing it. Um, I did put some thought into it, but it's like they could change. Um, uh, is the aforementioned cadence of Hyrule. Um, Crypt of the Necrodancer is a game that is firmly in my wheelhouse uh, a rhythm based dungeon crawling roguelike what more could I ask for so the combination of that formula with an existing franchise like The Legend of Zelda proves for a winning team plus a rhythm game is only as good as its music and Cadence of Hyrule has a plethora of instantly recognisable songs that have been lovingly remixed for this adventure this is a must-play for Switch owners, and it also sets a fantastic precedent for big companies like Nintendo to give indies a chance with one of their uh, their 
beloved franchises. I did a bit of a stream of consciousness typing while I was typing this out, and there's some really bad, really bad typos. Um, yeah. So, man, Cadence of Hyrule was it was a man, it was a gateway drug, right? Yeah. Because when I heard the main the main menu theme, which is like the super life lo fi like Zelda mm-hmm. theme, that was that was it. I've got like three video game lo-fi playlists on Spotify that I just listen to now. Yeah. And it's fantastic. It's, I love it. It's... <laughs> I like, can't stop. Someone stop me. I it's phenomenal. stop me. I, I, I didn't actually get a chance to finish it, but like it was... I I just... I knew it had to be on my list because like it, it, it is something special because not only is Crypto Necrodance really great and this is a great evolution of that formula. Um, like I said in the end of that little like blurb there, um, this is awesome for like going forward seeing that nintendo have are able to trust like these indie companies to do something different with one of their franchises that they probably wouldn't have done themselves um, yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah without the... it's just a, a fun little idea a fun little experiment absolutely no risk and yeah it, it, it does pay off if you give it a chance yeah it's good absolutely yeah if you're even like vaguely interested in, in roguelikes or rhythm games which you know rhythm games are pretty Relatively hard to come by unless you've got well, a maybe, VR headset, but... Maybe if you played Crypt of a Necrodancer, yeah. like, again, like me, you like the gameplay and the ideas and the rhythm stuff. Mm-hmm. That game is just so damn hard. Yeah. Like, this game is still challenging. Some of those bosses, like, I, I killed two of them with relative ease. The third one I'm on right now is still giving me a bit of hell. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I've got much more control over it. So yeah. it's not, again, in Crypt, it's like, what's that boss to that boss? Back you go, and you're yeah. like... I really don't want to. See, Necrodancer really does lean into that roguelike element. Which is fine, yeah. Element. Is, and that, um, I get, get it, because that's the game it is. And yeah. that's personally why I really liked Cadence. Yeah. Because it was a bit more in my direction. There was more permanent progression. Yes. It's, yeah, it's, it's great. And, and Although I do think the downside was, in the end, like, the diamonds didn't do much. Yeah, true. Like, a lot of the rewards you can pick from when you die is like, oh, I don't really need any of that. Um, as long as you, be, you pick yourself up like some boots and a, sh- a yeah, sword, uh, exactly. Shackle, yeah, then you're, good. then you're set. But yeah, um, but yeah, that's that's number nine. Uh, coming in number eight, I've got what the golf. Uh, this could have been a one note game, a trashy mobile game that had one gimmick and stuck to it. But what the golf transcends this and leaves you with one of the quirkiest and fun titles I've played this year. Just when you think you have a handle on what the game is throwing at you, it changes it up. Suddenly, the ball isn't the thing you're hitting or launching; it's the club or the golfer, or the hole is constantly moving. And when you think you've seen it all, it adds in entire sections that are inspired by other indie games such as Super Meat Boy or Super Hot. This is such a fun pick-up-and-play game, and if you have an Apple device, or uh, it's on Apple Arcade, so it's easy to find and enjoy the mayhem. Um, I need to go back to this. I just, I've let my, my iPhone, my Apple Arcade um, device go flat, so I need to charge it up again and go back to it, because... Yeah, I, like it, it is really interesting. It is such a fun game. Um, and uh, I was enjoying it already, but when it starts getting to those levels that it's like aping different indie games, like the super hot level, I was just like, what the fuck? At that point, I was like, sure, why not? Let's do this. <laughs> this is great. Um, and it was, it got genuine laughs out of me. Like it was actually a really funny game. Um, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I think it's out on Switch now as well. Down on PC, I'm pretty sure. I will fact te- check you later. Yeah, I think it might be out on Switch. It's coming to Switch at some oh, yeah. point. Someone's changing not. their answer. Well, I know it was coming to Switch at some point. I don't know whether it actually oh, launched. Yeah, so good. 
Um, but yeah, probably playing on on a mobile device, like an Apple device, is probably the best as well because it, it is very like intuitive. It's just like touch the screen and pull back, like most but golf games. Apple device. Well, you, okay. I wasn't lucky enough to have a spare Apple device laying around. Joel, let me sound like that. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, I mean, I, look, I have an old Apple device, but it's like an iPhone four. Yeah, okay. And I'm like, it, that's how long my Switch has been. So I, I have no hope. Yeah, which is it. Honestly, makes me sad because Apple Arcade sounds cool. Yeah, but it's not for me. It's pretty cool. It's slowed down a little bit now, but yeah, it's a topic for another day. Not as much as Stadia. That's, uh, another, that's also oh, another. Topic that's another topic. That's another topic that I could not care less about. Um, uh, coming in at number, oh, I've lost my numbers. Seven. Number seven. Uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts, as you mentioned before. A story of a woman down on her luck, unlucky in love, and feeling lost, being empowered by a goddess to fight those negative thoughts and stand out on her own two feet again to move on. Sayonara Wild Hearts is labelled as a playable pop album, and this is mostly true. Each stage is a new track, and you control our heroine through some magical iterations of challenges and past loves in her life. The spectacle of it all is mesmerising, and visually it is a neon dream of flashes and hypercolour. Uh, a pop uh, and a pop album is nothing without catchy pop tunes, and the soundtrack is constantly one that I throw on on my commute to and from work. Take an hour, sit down, and enjoy Sayonara Wild Hearts. Your ears will thank you later. I don't know how many times I've listened to Begin Again. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just such it's a banger so, of a tune. It's fantastic. Uh, even the last song as well, like the, the one the, that's got like all of them. Yeah, yeah. Like the, also the, the, a good song. The crescendo song. The album just... is on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very. Very good. Uh, I love this. Because, like, all the stages are pretty fun, but they're also just long enough. Yep. Yeah. Like, each track, quote-unquote track, is, like, two, two and a half minutes long. It's not super long. So, Um, like, the ideas never stick around long enough to annoy you. Yep. It's just a fun little ride. Yeah. Um, And you're 100% right. I think the option to play as one whole album being an unlockable at the end of the game is a pretty bad move. Um... But, I just think it was the best way to play it, personally. Yeah, uh, but and also uh, controlling on on like a touchscreen because I played this on Apple Arcade as well. Controlling on a touchscreen was a little bit floaty, even with adjusting the sensitivity. I will say on Switch, I probably had a better time. Yeah, I, on the joystick. I probably would like to play it again, either like hooking up a controller to my to my Apple device or or picking it up again. But like, it's good. Like, oh, it's just absolutely fantastic. And I just it's. The color palette is like my favorite colors. Like I just like that that aqua blue, pink. I feel you. I feel you. Neon. I'm right green. there with you. Yeah. I mean, just look at our logo. It's true. It's, it's pretty true. obvious. Uh, but yeah, uh, number six, we've got Katana Zero. Indie platformers are pretty common these days, uh, but not all have to have the substance to back it up. Uh, much like 2018 Celeste, Katana Zero is all about precision and storytelling. And while it's not as narratively poignant as Celeste, it certainly has a story that is compelling enough to maintain your attention throughout. Throw in some gorgeous pixel art, a dope soundtrack of Outrun-esque tunes, and an interesting dialogue option system that can impact outcomes uh, that can impact outcomes of the game, Katana Zero is a tight, tense, and a joy from a start to finish. Uh, book an appointment with your psych, relax, and don't forget to take your meds. Um... If you play Katana Zero, that that last line will probably make a little bit more sense. But like, I I I loved this game. It's it is just like it's like a like a two D side scrolling Hotline Miami in a way. Um, but it also has this sort of like really interesting storyline. Um, and the way that it dishes that out, apart from just like 
straight narrative storytelling um, is in between stages you go and visit a psychologist to talk out your problems. Um, and any dialogue option in the... in I know I keep saying it, but it's, I'm just saying it. Um, I, yeah, it's, I get it. It, it <laughs> it's, happens. It's unavoidable. It's our, <laughs> we, cho- we chose this name for ourselves. We have to deal with, yep. Yeah. Um, Frost a bear. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so like any conversation choice that you get in the game, you can interrupt and just say, no, I'm not interested. But that can actually have impact on the game later on. Not a whole lot, but it can actually like interesting sort of shape your character a little bit. That's cool. Way. That's cool. It gives you some sort of agency, which is... yeah. It's just, it's a cool idea. Um, I, I, it's great. I like I and when we finally got it in Australia because there was oh, a bit that's of that, right. I forgot about that. It got de- like quote unquote delayed because uh, it got banned here because of um, I'm pretty sure drug use. Probably drug use. Yeah, it's, it's the classifications board. I'm pretty sure it was drug it's use. Usually one of two things. It's all about like taking your meds. Like the the meds play a part in the narrative as well without saying anything else. Um, but yeah, Katana's Zero. Big thumbs up. Uh, number four. No, five. Getting ahead of yourself there, Joel. Ooh. Getting ahead of yourself. Number five is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, Star Wars games, or at least good ones, have been lacking lately. EA have had a tough time putting out something to appeal to the masses, but also rake in the dollars. Fallen Order feels like a last-ditched attempt to make something of value with the license, and Respawn has turned out a fantastic narrative with solid gameplay and some fun new ideas to the series. This is the Star Wars game I've been waiting for since finishing up my time with Kyle Katarn in the Jedi Knight games. It's definitely not perfect, but it is a good start. And for Respawn's first attempt at something other than a first-person shooter, it's a good sign that this is a studio that has the clout to really impress going forward. Can't believe Kyle Katarn gets a shout-out in a blurb. Fuck yeah. But not poor Cal. Nothing for Cal. Um, I mean, what, what, in the discussion nothing, nothing now, we'll talk beating. about... Ah, it's too late. Sorry, Cal. Cal Ke- <laughs> He's a very interesting character, I think. He is. The story was my favorite part of this game. Yeah, for so sure. This is actually a good point, because, yeah, sadly, this game did not make my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I had fun with it, but just in the end, especially, oh, man, like, the last half an hour. Jesus Christ. You haven't finished yet, have you? No. Nah. I was able to talk with Broad about it today, because it just, I loved it. I loved, I loved, like, the last half an hour of this game, like, make that my Star Wars game. I've, where I'm, mm. where I'm at... Where I'm at in this, like the, the the place that I'm at at the moment, yeah, is yeah. very very cool and yes, uh, very cool. There, there's a lot of cool stuff in this game, and mm. the story, like I said, is was easily my favorite part of it. It was good in. Is it is it too mean to say that in 2019? I'm glad I had a good Star Wars story. I mean, we got two, I guess. Yeah, leave yeah. that to interpretation. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. Let's just leave it at <laughs> that. Um. Yeah, look, and again, like I said, it's definitely not perfect. It is rough around the edges and sometimes in the middle a little bit. Mm. Like it's... Especially when suddenly that person that was charging at you, like, ha I dodged you. But like, actually, I curved. That's yeah, no, not fair. No, no. Um, or, or performance issues or spawning into an area and all the enemies are in T-pose. Uh, like it, or, try, or trying to backtrack in the game. It's like, actually, I unloaded that part of the game. Yeah. So you're falling through the floor. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, that's not good, but all right. Yeah, it's not... Yeah, okay, like I said, but not it's perfect, good, But it's but good, like I said. It's a good I'm start. merely pointing out that I liked it, but it didn't make my list, but the story is very good. I, I, I was engaged with a lot of those characters from start to finish. Yes. I would really... I, I, I think, like... Like mentioning the fact that you know this is something 
different for Respawn. Respawn oh, are yeah, absolutely. A, a studio that make first-person shooters. Like, that's, and, that's and their... For the most part, you're like, this is a very different game. Until you're wall running, though. Okay, that's Titanfall 2. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, like, <laughs> right right there, right that's Titanfall 2. Movement, I see you there. But I'm totally okay with that because that's yeah, yeah, one yeah. thing that Respawn do really well is movement throughout stages is, is really, really fun. That's why I love Titanfall. It just... It is so much fun to run around those environments. 7.8, too many slides. <laughs> uh, look, you're not wrong. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward. I, I think whatever yeah. the, the next Jedi game... I'm excited for the sequel. They, I think they were actually out of the financials recently. Like They've upped their forecast because oh. I think it sold like 6 to 8 million. They're like, we can sell more of, it, more of this. Yeah. So I think EA is quite clearly happy with it. I, know they've, I'm, I don't want to say I know... I'm 99% sure I've seen people saying that they're like, sequel, let's go. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm I, excited. I'd be very surprised if they didn't do a sequel. Um, I mean, EA finally got a Star Wars game win. They got to roll with it, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. They've, they've finally done something with the fucking license. Um, but also, yeah, shout out to Respawn for having a, a pretty damn good year in 2019. Not even just like the, like this generation, honestly, um, Titanfall 1 was last gen, but Titanfall 2... Apex Legends mm. and now Fort Jedi Fallen Order. Those are three pretty good games. Titanfall one was this gen. It was cross gen, wasn't it? No, oh, it might have been, but it was a launch. Yeah, okay, well, Xbox well, I guess yeah, if it is this yeah. gen, it counts. But yeah, because that was a game that was held had promise, but you could see what was missing. So then Titanfall yeah. two, they're like, hey, here's a campaign. Like, Let's add it. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. And That's what it needed. The campaign is one of my favorite yeah. shooter campaigns. Yeah, re- respawn about a good gen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, so. Now we're into, like, the, the, these are actually in order, okay? So oh, we've got an order now. Number four, okay? We're, we're done with the willy, willy-nilly nature. We're on, we're on four, are we? I think we're on four. Let me look. Yes, okay. Number we'll four. just double, double checking. It's all right. Double checking? It's all right. Because if, you, if, you're, if you're saying we're in order now, it's like, got to make sure the numbers are right. Yeah, all right. So number four, coming in, number four, with a bullet, quite literally, <laughs> the Division 2. Uh, I was not into the first Division game. I played the beta for t- uh, the, the Division 2 and was left feeling like it wasn't something I was going to be into. But after hearing a lot of positive buzz post-launch and the motivation of friends that were keen to squad up, I jumped in. And I am sure glad I did. Uh, it was my most played PS4 game of last year and the post-content support kept me coming back again and again. It's still sitting on my hard drive waiting for me to come back and I honestly think about booting it up at least once a week. The gunplay was super fun Exploration and world design was some of the best I'd seen all year. Uh, and endgame stuff really tipped the game on its head and shook things up in the best possible way. I love The Division 2, and I swear someday I'll go back to the streets of DC and blast my way around. Got new content waiting for us. I know. It, there's so much there waiting for us. And I, it sucks because like this game has had a massive drop-off um, at, to the point where EA, um, Ubisoft has like, looked at it as a bit of a failure in a way. Maybe not so much as Breakpoint, but um, I think it's it it's in the, the the disappointment category. I think it's tough, right? And I I don't I don't know what the what their numbers are. Mm. I just I hope publishers are realizing that look as good as your games as a service game is, it is going to be hard to keep players. Yeah, it, it's just going to be hard. especially as much as I hate to say it, and I because I appreciate they don't do it, but with with like no monthly sub thing, like. I'm basically free to free to come and go as I want. Whereas yeah. if I was paying a sub like an MMO proper, mm-hmm. it's like that's it, I'm in. Yeah. Like that month I'm playing that game. That's my game I'm playing. Yeah. So like again, I like Division 2, didn't climb out my list. Uh 
Still had lots of fun with it. Uh, and I, I remember, infam- infamously after that beta, we were like, I don't know if I like this game yeah. at all. And then subsequently, I remember like having the conversation where you were like, you messaged me like, Division 2 is going for 59 bucks at the moment. And I was like, ooh, I'm tempted. And I thought about it all night at work that night. And when I woke up the next day, I was like, I'm going to go get it before work. And I messaged you and I'm like, I think I'm going to pick up the Division 2 today. You're like, sweet. We already picked ours up last yeah, night. We, we okay, then I'm definitely going to pick you up a copy. You had our money. <laughs> it was like, all right, well, that's that sold me a copy of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, it was so much fun. Like, And just the feel the feel of the guns and the gunplay was really satisfying. It was good. Like, yeah. It was a fun game. It, things didn't feel too bullet spongy either. Which yeah, was that was problem my of... biggest problem with the first Division game. Yeah. Like, I would shoot someone in the head. For what it felt like 50 times. I'm like, I don't care how strong your helmet is. I put 50 bullets in it. Yeah, exactly. You're dead. It's and like, this one was much better. And it, it, it went both ways, which I liked as well, because you were also quite vulnerable yourself. Yeah. Which is, it was fun. I liked it. It's a, Yeah, it's a really good game. And all the all the tech stuff that you have is really fun to play with all the gadgets and things. Uh, all right, number three. Slay the Spire. Uh, oh, boy. It's another roguelike. But I cannot stress enough how much I love this game. Uh, the deck building is super accessible, but still deep once you get to grips with it. Uh, and I love the pace of a run and how it feels when you get a combo of cards to dish out damage and take as little as possible. Uh, it is perfect for the Switch, which is what I played it on. Uh, and it is well on its way to taking uh, the place of Gungeon uh, as my go-to game when I just want to hack away at something while watching a podcast. If you like roguelikes, this is an essential to your library. Um, a good friend of ours, Ben, uh, mentioned this game to me. And I was always, I'd seen it around, but I was always turned off by it because of um, deck building. I'm really bad at building decks. Um, but the way that this game does it, 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 it uses it in a roguelike sense where it's like after each boss encounter, you, uh, after each encounter, like fighting encounter, enemy encounter, you get a card that you add to your deck. Yeah. Uh, and you get like a, I think you get a, yeah, you get a choice of three. So you can pick, so you can like start to strategize and, and, figure out what kind of deck you want to build from that. So it sort of streamlines it really well. Um, and then you can buy cards and then you get other cards. Like there are there are, there are relics that you can get, which are like um, like equipment basically. But there are relics that you can get that like will enable you every time you enter a rest site to heal uh, and you, you, you rest at a rest site, you can pick a card up then as well. And it's really, really fun. Um, I love playing as the, the, the poison damage character and just like, stacking poison damage and then because the way poison from what works, i hear from people who play this that's that's the strat yeah so like poison damage is great because like you'll stack it all on and then at, at the start of their turn they'll take all that damage so um there's been more than one time where i've had an encounter that like especially with like a, maybe like a, a boss boss fight um where they've got just enough health left that if they if they didn't have poison damage they could kill me but because because uh, I'm on low damage, but because I've got poison damage on them, before they even get a chance to attack, they take the poison damage and get taken out. Um, and it's just like, whew, sigh of relief. Um, I, this is like this is my my perfect switch game. Like this is the game. Like if I've I got anywhere from half an hour to four hours to kill, I'll, I'll sit down and play this. Uh, and it's also the reason why I haven't finished Jedi Fallen Order yet because. <laughs> I keep getting sidetracked by Slay the Spire. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, which is nothing against Jedi Fallen Order. It's just a credit to Slay the Spire. And it just like scratching that itch that I really like. Um, but yeah, it's it's awesome. It's so good. Love it. 
Uh, all right, number two. Moment for pause, like a, a, a pause for dramatic effects. Uh, it is Death Stranding. Uh, I was so worried that this game wasn't for me. Uh, halfway through chapter two, I was concerned. Uh, I, I was concerned that after all this hype, I was going to bounce out on it hard. But I stuck with it, and oh boy, am I glad I did. Uh, the story actually makes sense, and it is engaging from go to woe. Gameplay is strange, but it's intentionally so. It wants to fight back it, to make you work, and when you overcome it, it adds to the world building and ties into the scope of the mission Sam Porter's, uh, Sam Porter Bridges is currently on. Its zen feel of uh, zen-like feel of delivering packages can be interrupted by the feeling of stress at any moment, and it really keeps you on your toes. This is Kojima Unleashed, and man, it is exciting to see where he goes from here. Uh, I I don't want to talk too much more about Death Stranding because we, we have, have an entire episode, episode about yep. that. So we have a whole episode. It's on my list too, just to get out of the way. We'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. Death Stranding, <laughs> it's great. We both really like it. Um, go listen to that episode if you finished it or if you just want to hear what we thought about it. Finally, number one on my list. Number one goes to Control. Uh, I knew that this was my favourite game of the year as I was playing it. I just had a feeling. The feeling of power the reward of exploration and the constant sense of unease makes Control something special. This feels like the game Remedy have wanted to make forever and it feels it is so exciting to see them get it out there. It's equal parts Alan Wake and Quantum Break with a cinematic feel that Lynch would feel right at home with. My time with Jesse at the Federal Bureau of Control was a blast and I am eagerly awaiting more with the planned DLC coming this year. If you like stuff that's just a little bit weird, Control is a must play. Oh, and uh, one last thing. The Ashtray Maze is one of my favorite moments I've had playing a video game. It's funny because my spiel, when I get to this in my list, it ends in the same way. Yeah. So, hey, this thing has my one of my favorite moments in video games. Mm. I think I'm mentioning the name of it is, like, vague enough. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's, like, yeah. I think, honestly, like, at this point, if you haven't played Control, I think even just on the internet, yeah. you might recognize Ashtray Maze for, like, I think that you need to get to. It's like, okay, yeah. But, and I don't think that would takes away no, no, anything no. from it either. It's, if well. anything, you're going to, like, if you stumble upon the Ashtray Maze before you meant to, it's like, what, yeah, what are you talking yeah. about? I mean, you go there, like, oh. But that's, even that's the only thing. Play Control. Yes, play Control. Play control. I... I fucking adore this game um i because I, I borrowed your copy of it and i'm i have it to came go. back to me it did it did come today. i'm going I'm, I'm doing expeditions this week i'm so yeah. excited i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go pick up a copy of it because like oh man this game is special and i loved it i just the feeling of like i said the feeling of power that it gives you like it, it, it it's like the best representation of being a superhero in a video game, I feel like it's the, the powers so, that it yeah. gives you. It, I was like, I think I said to you, like, yeah, better use of force powers than I Jedi absolutely, Fallen Order. yeah. Like, it make the, the Jedi Fallen Orders makes sense within the context of that type of game that they're trying to make, like having it on that meter and stuff like that. I get it, but this just being, um, like just pulling objects towards you, yeah, front, yeah, no, nah. and like it's got it does have performance issues, but like the fact of the matter is, like. It's doing so much. It's doing so much, and I don't even think about that when I'm playing that game. Like, it, it is, like, so far down the list of like, things I'm thinking about. At any point, I'm like, if the slowdown hits, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have blown up that desk containing, like, <laughs> 50 individual sheets of paper, a computer, a monitor, a lamp, yep. drawers, and just, oh, if the game's like, look, I put this all here. I'm trying. You've blown it up. I'm trying to do my best, yeah. Uh, I, I love it. It's, it was, like I said, easily my favorite game. I knew that I was, it was my favorite game of the year. 
um, while I was playing it, and like Death Stranding almost took it, but it just I, I just I everything about Control, the, the pacing of it all as well, like it's just so it, it's the narrative is fed to you so carrot on a stick esque, like you just want to keep going to find out where, and I've still got questions. In, but not. In I my... mean, I would say that when you finish Control of a Carrot on the Stick is still there. Uh, 100%. But um, we do have two expansions coming this year. So we'll see where we stand in December. Mm-hmm. Yes. But that's my number one game of the year. That's my, my, my top 10. Pause for applause. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, cool. Well, then, I guess it's under my 10. There's, yes. uh, you can expect overlap. Yeah. There'll be games that are on Joel's list that are on mine. But uh, we start again. <laughs> Much like Joel... I said. I think I said at the start. Yeah. Uh, the top four or so, we're swapping places a lot. I still am not super confident with him, but we're just gonna roll with it. Mm-hmm. But like the rest of them aren't really in any particular order at this point. Right. So coming in at the at number ten is a game that this game actually nearly didn't make it. I put it on. It was a late edition because I took something else off because I was like, you know what? I think this one should be here instead. And that is Devil May Cry Five. So. Dante and Nero are back, bringing a serious newcomer in the form of V along for the ride. Devil May Cry 5 is a game that definitely faces some shortcomings in the world design, but overcomes them with some of the most satisfying and ridiculous combat in an action game. Nero's interchangeable devil arms allow plenty of flexibility with his combat, and their limited uses really make you consider when to pop them. Dante's varied weapons make mixing things up a rush, whether it's his motorcycle dual blades or a tri-elemental nunchaku. And V's focus on using his familiars to whittle down enemy health so he can land the final blow is unique in itself for this series. On top of the crazy amount of variety you can enjoy in combat, this game also includes Devil Trigger. Devil Trigger. And a final boss that was a blast to throw down with. This, like I said, in, in this book, like it has issues. I will yeah. I am I will confidently say, yeah, the environments are pretty bland. Yeah. It which was what what I was talking about with Astral Chain, right? Yeah. Where yeah. Those environments were bland, the combat was fun, but the story just goes on. In Devil May Cry, it sort of has those things. Environments aren't great, combat's really fun, story's there for just long enough. Right. And it has, even if it wasn't shocking or surprising, some fun payoffs if you've been, if you've been following the DMC series up, up, up until now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a, what a, some of that, some of the combos and the mix-ups you can do in this game is just... They, they folded everything. <laughs> it's, yeah, and like you said, Devil Trigger is just... Devil Trigger is a what, fantastic song. What a banger. Especially especially when you throw in, but it is dynamic to the game, so the better you do, oh, the, the so fuller good. version of the song. Yeah, and you, you want that full song. Oh, yeah. I promise you. So that that's is, that's incentive enough to get better. When you're playing as Nero. Yeah, that is the greatest reward. Uh, next up is number nine. This one's a slight cheat because I didn't finish it, but I still think it's better than most of the games I did finish this year. And there's Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds is a game that has been in development for a long time, and I'll be completely honest, but I haven't finished it yet. Having said that, though, I'm still confident that this is easily one of the best games I've played this year. The game boasts what is essentially a functional solar system that tasks players with solving its mystery. Along the way, you'll learn that you don't acquire power-ups or abilities to progress, but instead broaden your understandings and knowledge of the world and its rules. The opening area will equip you with all the basic knowledge you need to face the game's more basic tasks, as you find yourself bouncing from planet to planet solving its puzzles to progress further. Each location feels unique, and on the 22-minute cycles, you'll find yourself growing in confidence with every death to just go out and explore the solar system because it's so good. <laughs> like like I said, I haven't finished it, yeah. so it, it does feel a bit wrong having it here, and I know there's 
probably, I want to say I'm like two thirds of the way through it. So I've got a little bit to go, but it's not, it's not, I feel like I've got the idea that this game is fantastic and I fully appreciate and respect every bit of effort that Mobius Digital have poured into it. Yeah. I think this is interesting. I was talking with um our good, another one of our good friends, Abroad, from Hunting Seasons, um about it a, a, about like I was like oh I really need to finish like Jedi Fallen Order was what we were talking about. He's like do you, oh no it was Cadence of Hyrule and he's like well is that a type of game though that you feel like you need to finish to have an understanding of whether or not it deserves it's to a be point. on the list? Um, and I was like you know what no it's not like how, how ironic that both came, came at number nine yeah, yeah right yeah so like i i don't think it's a cop out or anything like that at all no. i think i just think adult world's a special play it please play I, it okay i've got it's on my it's You're, on my xbox one you I, might bounce on it don't be too worried everyone just go in it take your time and just see how you go but i just i think it's it's special and there's not many things out if you looked at No Man's Sky and were like, man, I'd really love to just explore a solar system, but maybe one but didn't go forever mm-hmm. and had a bit more direction, then yeah, Outer Wilds is a game I would recommend looking at. It's on Game Pass, on Xbox. Why not? If you've got, you got an Xbox, what have you got to lose? Just download it. Just download it. Exactly. That's just the beauty of Game Pass. Uh, <laughs> number eight, Untitled Goose Game. So, look, let's be honest here. Being a bad goose has never been so much fun. Hassling and tormenting the residents of a town is a genuine highlight. Whether it's honking at a man who's just trying to hammer a nail so that he hits his own hand with his hammer, that's just, come on, it's classic. Or dragging a statue out of the way, put yourself there to strike a pose to get yourself a lovely little bow, little ribbon, so you just feel like a pretty goose. Like, mm-hmm. you deserve it. You deserve it. Like, you've, you've earned it. And let's also be real. It's probably the most accurate goose simulation game we're going to get. Yeah. Like, this game... It's Australian made. Proud of, proud of that. Melbourne made. Melbourne made, in fact, yes. Uh, I just had a blast. It's not long. The the the, the puzzles aren't hard, mm. but just like figuring out the solutions is fun, especially just because along the way you can just be the biggest jerk. Yeah, and it's great. I, I bullied that kid who dropped his glasses for longer than I probably should have. I watched and you it do that. might actually reflect on me as a person. <laughs> yeah. But look, I wouldn't have it any other way. I watched you do that and it was great. I, I, I haven't got a chance to play like I took his toy to the shop. That's and she she made she put it on sale and he had to come back and buy it back. Like yeah. that's brilliant. And not only did you do that, you did it twice. I did it twice. <laughs> you did it again afterwards. I made him drop his glasses and I picked up a glass bottle and honked at him through the bottle and chased him around. Like that's <laughs> Uh, I, I I do want to get to it and, and play it because I've heard that like it has like a really like lovely ending to it as well. The ending is just it ties it together. Yeah. And it's just yeah. It's it's not something that's just like I don't want to spoil it for you but when you get there you're like oh. Yeah. Like okay. alright. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going <laughs> to try and pick it Even that I worry is like overselling it because it's not like it's going to blow your mind. It's just, no, no, no. It just feels like a nice little That's what I've heard. That it's like a nice, it's, like, it's, nice. it's a good ending to it. Like and I, I'm, I'm interested to see how that, that wraps up. All right. Just redirecting my count. Yep. Seven. I'm good with numbers. Yay. Luigi's Mansion 3. One of my favorite things about Luigi's Mansion 3 is it is the franchise's return to fo- focusing on a single, single location after Dark Moon sort of dabbled in multiple places. I don't think that was to its strength. The hotel that Luigi finds himself in is packed with plenty of personality across its many floors, even if the architecture doesn't quite hold up to scrutiny. Ghosts, am I right? 
Wandering the halls, poking and prodding with Luigi's tools to see how the environment reacts is a joy, and surprisingly, the game has hidden plenty of little objects behind simple interactions, offering the player a little pat on the back, which is always appreciated, when developers preemptively have built in rewards for those inquisitive players, which was a trend sort of started in Super Mario World Odyssey. And on top of that, if you throw into the mix some incredibly fun boss encounters that sometimes make use of some interesting and unique mechanics, and you've got yourself a good time. Plus, Luigi's ghost dog is a good boy. He is a good boy. A good boy. Anytime you die, you got one of those little gold bones, he'll get you back up. Ah, uh, yeah. that was in, similar in I think Dark it was, Room, but still, it? Yeah. He's, his dog is a good boy. Yeah. This is much. still a good boy. Yeah. Um, I, man, I really want to play it's this game because so I hear nothing but good I really should have brought it with me because I've finished it now, so oh, I, I yeah. need to share the love. Share the Luigi's Mansion around. Is that all? Come down next weekend. I am, actually. I'm, 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 I'll bring it with me. Yes. Um, That's cool. They, they might even try some co-op because this game is also full Ooh, co-op. With, yeah. I didn't even mention actually in that blurb that Gooigi is just a fun little mechanic to both toggle into, but also opening up co-op as an option. And there's like multiplayer modes as well. Yeah, like... there's heaps of multiplayer. I never even touched. Like, yeah. Um, like Scream Park and stuff like that. Yeah. There's maybe, up, maybe up to we'll, eight players. We so. bust that out. Oh, we could. Oh, if we've got the we've got the Joy Cons. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, Luigi's Mansion Three, like. I, I could pick from two Nintendo games. So I was looking at Luigi's Mansion and Link's Awakening, and I chose this one, and I think I'm happy with my choice. Yeah. I, those, I no both, discredit to that one. But. I do want to play both of those games, but I think if I... Yeah, I think Luigi's Mansion 3 is the one I, I kind of want to play, because I remember enjoying Dark Moon, but I dropped off pretty hard. I did, and I, a bit... I just think focusing on one place helped, yeah. right? Because Dark Moon was bouncing around a lot. And this one, I just, I, I guess with all the variety, it almost feels like you are going to different places. Yeah. But you're still grounded in this one hotel. And like, you get a, you get a look at it on the menu. It's wacky. Yeah. You know? So whatever. If it doesn't, right. the architect doesn't match up ghosts. <laughs> There's only, there was only like a couple of bosses I didn't like, but the rest of them that I loved just way outweighed them. And just some of those are some of the most fun encounters I've had this year. Right. So yeah, solid game. Uh, so six. This one slipped. Ooh. This one slipped. Ooh, Death Stranding. Ooh, <laughs> that's just how Ooh. good the, the top is, Joel. Yeah, the top is good. No. I didn't quite know what to expect from Death Stranding, even after watching most of the trailers leading up to release before going blackout. Mm-hmm. But when I started playing the game at launch, I was instantly a fan. The gameplay loop of delivering packages was satisfying, and and as interesting spins on social multiplayer interactions were introduced, it made me rethink how I interacted with the world and everyone everyone in it, really. Uh, carefully placing structures to benefit others, not only for myself, but would also do it to help others. Building roads, zip lines, other things that we won't talk about. <laughs> it just made me engage with the world in an interesting way and really think about the game's theme of connecting with others in a world where it's fucked. <laughs> yep. Um, there were legitimately points in the game where I started to recognize player names after encountering them so much. On top of this, the game has a weird story to tell, but actually ends up making some sense by the time the credits rolled, and I honestly didn't think it would. You'll probably have to spend some time in the emails and and interviews to really learn some of the game's more obscure terminology, but it's largely optional in some cases, and you can get by just mostly following the story. I didn't even mention that blurb, but I love the characters. But again, we talked about Death yeah. Stranding last week. 100%. Yeah. And like, I, would, I would be belaboring the point to be like, hey, 
I like these characters because I said it last week. Yeah, like, I, I, I agreed. But um, if, I, if I did say one, fragile. Yes. Um, it's interesting that you said that, like, you know, when you started playing it, you were instantly hooked. Whereas me, I started playing it. I was like, in there. Oh, I'm, in, I'm enjoying this. And I got to, like, yeah, chapter two. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm get, I'm feeling this. Uh, and then I just had, I saw someone post something about, like, if you're really not feeling it, but you want to keep going, get out of chapter two as quickly as possible. Oh. And I was like, yep, all right, cool. I did that. And then from then on, I was like, I all think, right. I think when we talked about Death Stranding, we wanted one quality of life update. Yes. And it patched in. Oh. So now on the latest build of Death Stranding, when you're entering BT areas, they cut that damn freeze animation with the oh. um, Audra deck. So... Now, that will still happen, but you will not be frozen on spot doing it. Right. That's like, thank you. Thank you, Kojima. Thank you for team. Like, that's what I wanted. Okay. That makes so sense. That's good. Cool. Um, that, was that? that was six, wasn't it? Oh, boy. We're yes. getting down. All right, five. You knew he made it. You knew he made it up into the echelon of the four games that I'm like, <laughs> these are the four that over the last month have all been number one at some point. Right. This was the latest entry, though. So this is Disco Elysium. Oh, really? It's really good, though. But the other four are so good as well. I don't know, man. Yeah. In a game comprised of mostly dialogue, you'd better hope you have good writing. Thankfully, Disco Elysium has it in spades. You play as a <laughs> you play as a human disaster of a character tasked with solving a murder in a small town filled with political, racial, and various other issues. Along the way, you'll solve problems big and small all while consulting various aspects of his personality and their individual positions. All of these dialogue options are decided the old-fashioned way. Dice rolls. Consulting your authority to intimidate, electrochemistry for drug questions, to less orthodox ones such as Inland Empire, for your more paranatural checks, like talking to your tie, for example. Uh... Piecing, piecing together the story using your own character build enhances the experience, leaving you with a journey well worth taking with plenty of different ways to approach every situation and many positive and negative consequences to go along with those different ways. I am not willing to spoil Disco Elysium. I will simply say a few things because I think everyone should play this game. It is they They want to get it on consoles this year. I think the two they're looking at is PS4 and Xbox One. Um, this game is so good. I, when I got a PC, yeah. it was like, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, I bought a pretty good PC to play Disco Elysium. I don't think it needs that good of a PC. It's not incredibly demanding, but it was the thing that I'm like, I'm playing this. Right. And this last week in a bit, I've been pulling some late nights to finish this. <laughs> partially because I wanted to finish it. And also because as it, as you get sucked in, it's just hard to put it down. I mentioned the personality stuff with your character, which is so good. Every, every part of this character's psyche is a personality that you will converse with when you're making decisions. Yeah. And depending on your roles and your checks, it'll alter the dialogue. And even if you fail stuff and lock yourself out of stuff, there are usually in-world ways to resolve that situation again. Or if you put a point in, you can retry. There's a thought process thing where basically you commit thoughts and you spend in-game time to learn them and they will just have buffs sometimes debuffs for example two that i had that i loved so i mentioned i was a human disaster this character is a human disaster uh i had a really chill time and even though it was a lot of shit goes down in that game my character came out pretty good in the end for example i cured his alcoholism which was just oh, cool one of the nice. things you're going to take is like because the game 
is constantly throwing things at like they become tasks and your to-do list is to drink and smoke and you can be like no 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 and eventually the game it'll give you you get thoughts from your personalities and they're like hey you done drinking and you can be like you know what yes and then you get a thought and you put you put it in your head that one took i think like 12 hours right and i had heaps of negative buffs because obviously you're an alcoholic (laughs) yeah um, but yeah, it was just a, it was a cool small thing to be like, I'm killed it. And like, there were dialogue choices when you had that. Right. You would talk to characters and you're like, no, I don't drink anymore. I'm done. <laughs> I'm clean. And it's just a small thing. Another thing, my detective, for no other reason besides the fact that I thought the interactions were funny, was a pretty big communist. <laughs> I convinced multiple NPCs to also be communists. So you know what? That's fair too. If that's your thing, no problem. Sure. It, it tracks all sorts of stuff. Like, oh, it's just, just really seems good. It's a good game, and if you like writing in video games, like this is this is the one. Right. And if, if this list was like, hey, which of these games has the best writing? It's this. Right. This blows the rest of them out of water for me. Um, it's just that good. But now we get to a top four. All right. As I said, these ones have swapped and changed, and it's been it's been a ride. Even now, as I'm about to read them, as I've got them currently, I don't know if I'm happy with it, but. Just know that at one point, this last week or two, they, they were all number one at one point. Four is Control. Ugh. From the moment I laid eyes on Control's big, bold logo, I was in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remedy's latest, latest release had a hold of me from a surprisingly straightforward introduction to its appropriately, appropriately ambiguous conclusion. As I took control of Jesse Faden, explored the oldest house, a mysterious structure used to study and house various items of power. Along the way, you'll gain new abilities that keep the combat fresh and enjoyable, investigate some shifting environments, and read a lot of strange fiction heavily inspired by the SCP Foundation on the internet. It also boasts a cast of weird characters that feel right at home in this world. Some of the some of the more fascinating ones are fully aware of where they are and legitimately just trying to do their jobs. Uh, but others such as Emily Pope, Artie, and the, Artie the Janitor, and Casper Darling in particular were standouts. This game also features my single favourite sequence in gaming from last year, but I won't spoil that here. Yes, 100%. Yeah, it's, ah, so, it's so good. It's the best. So, some would say it's the best game of the year, but you know... I'm no, just... that's fine, that's fine. You don't uh, three. Mm-hmm. Cannon. We're on three now. We're We're in... Pointy end. We're on bronze now, and it sucks because it was again. It was like one, like a few days ago. Resident Evil Two. Oh. After Resident Evil Seven released a couple of years ago to critical praise, all eyes moved to the Resident Evil Two remake that Capcom had quietly been working on. Thankfully, I can see here at the end of 2019, or in this case, the start of 2020, and say that not only is the remake as good as we'd all dreamed, but it may have cemented itself as my current favorite entry in the Resident Evil series. There's genuine tension as the zombies slowly, slowly march towards you and you try desperately to aim your gun and center that swaying reticle on a headshot only to hit your mark and realize that's that's not it. That's not, not going to take more than that. You land a couple more of those shots and they go down and you think you're good, but you wander away and the body's gone. That zombie's not dead. Oh. So you gotta, you got to be aware of that. The game's ability to make zombies scary again is impressive, combined with a return to focusing on limited supplies means that players are often forced to pick their fights and really get to know the environments as they make their way through this terrifying adventure to escape Raccoon City. Resident Evil 2 Remake's really good, man. Yeah, I hear. It's really good. Uh, it's terrifying. Yep. I was scared. Yep. Mr. X is... Sometimes he still scares me. Mm-hmm. Even though he can't go up ladders, I'm still a bit scared of him. <laughs> uh, just... What a game. What a game. 
I wish you could play it. <laughs> yeah, um, look, maybe I'll give it a go. I don't know. You can try and unlock difficulties, right? Like, because a bit, it'd be easier and you get more bullets. You still have scares, but you'll have the stuff to back mm. yourself up. I okay. I, I think even if you just play a little bit of it, like a little bit, there's a demo you can play. The All demo. Right. All right. It's like, it, it's the one that would, has been like the time demo and the PAX one and all that, but it's not timed anymore. I oh. think it's just like you can, you can play it to a certain point. Certain point. Right. Okay. Number two. Number two. Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh. Yeah, you, you, I would never figure this game. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, yeah. I was like, Which where, are, where is it ev- Everyone else has already figured the rest of this out. Yeah. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses not only succeeds at being one of the best entries in the series in recent years by presenting the same classic turn-based strategy gameplay, it also offers some new and changed mechanics to make the game welcoming to newcomers and satisfying for veterans. The decision to offer players a choice between the three houses allows you to really develop a connection with your students that you choose to lead, which in itself offers greater context for the support system, which the franchise is well known for at this point. And the school setting has a similar effect when it comes to changing the student's class by having them undertake exams. The added benefit becomes some of the some the added benefit becomes some of the difficult actions you undertake in the second half of the game, based on the strength of these bonds and what you are able to achieve earlier in the story. Interactions between the cast feel more genuine, the characters themselves feel more fleshed out than usual, and greater the greater control over what your army will look like. I cannot, I cannot recommend this game enough whoever if you have the slightest interest in Fire Emblem. I just cannot play this game if you're like, I like the idea of Fire Emblem. <laughs> if you think that, then play Three Houses. I don't know if I do. That's fine. I, I, but like, That's fine. I, I feel like maybe I do, but I'm not sure if I do. I, yeah. Fine. It's, just, the, it's the persona element of it that's getting me. The, the persona element is strong, honestly. Yeah. That's... But I, I, I make sure to not believe that too much because the trappings are there, but do not think this is persona. Yeah. One thing that I think that people will appreciate about this, if, if you have played Persona, is even though it has time constraints, you will not be sweating bullets like you will be in Persona 5 going, what yeah. do I do? I have this window to do one of a million things. And Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem's like, hey, do you want to explore this week? Here's what you can do. It's like, I don't want to do that. Cool, go fight. Go fight. Or go have a rest or have a seminar. I don't know, man. How you're many a, cats tell you to go to bed? Hmm? Are there any cats no. that tell you to go to bed? All right, cool. Right, maybe you can honestly, <laughs> even if you because basically you you can do activities around a monastery based on like your activity points, which you get more of by leveling up your professor. Even when you exhaust all of those, the game's like it'll put up like a little L button prompt going, "Hey, finish exploring for the day." You don't have to though; you, can, you can't do anything more really, but right. you can just keep running around. No more guy saying, "Hey, go to bed." It's like, but I, you're a cat. <laughs> I could probably throw you out the window, lock it up, and I'll be fine. I'll just stay up and do whatever I want. But why would you? Because Morgana's great. Anyway, that's true. That's a topic for you. Well, time for the least surprising part of this list. Yep. Like I said, these were these had all like these four had all been number one, but I think when it came down to it, this was the choice that had to be made. Number one is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Yep. Because it has to be. Mm-hmm. From Software have almost de- almost certainly been one of the most consistent developers of the last decade, with their hard work culminating in Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Taking the well-known formula they've worked on so hard over the last several years with a splash of verticality to mix things up again, this is easily one of the most exhilarating games I've played all year. 
Many boss fights pushed me to get better, and given that most of the customization from their previous games had been stripped away, it really comes down to the player to step up and overcome the challenges being thrown at them. Often, I legitimately and completely was worried I would never finish it, but each time I was victorious, there weren't many highs like it throughout 2019. This game also brings with it somewhat, a somewhat larger focus on the narrative which guides the wolf along through his adventure, and ultimately gives the player a choice further down the line to add a splash of replayability. This game... I know there was a lot of discussion about this game and the easy mode stuff and all that, mm. but I was... This game kicked my ass, and it sucked. I broke a pair of headphones against one of the bosses. I spent five or six hours fighting the last boss on, like, a day off in the morning. But every time when I beat the, ex the boss in question, I was just like, how did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> how did I do it? And the answer was, like, honestly, I got better. Yeah. And it's tough because I know that some people can't. Yep. There are walls, and this game isn't afraid of that. But that satisfaction when I did it, this that's why it was number one in the end. Yeah. As much as I enjoyed this top four, when I won in anything in Sekiro, it was just exhilarating beyond all belief. I mean, look, I, I, I didn't bounce out of it. I just sort of stopped. But I mean, people it. haven't. It's yeah, a lot. Even a lot of people who bounce out of it are from software vets. Really, yeah. it yeah. happens. Like. Because a lot of people bring up the thing that I specifically mentioned, like stripping out a lot of the customization, right? Yeah. There's no so much... Like, if you lost to an enemy in a boss in Dark Souls, you could go back to your inventory and be like, cool, well, I've got a million different weapons, yeah. so maybe I'll try this with this and chuck on these spells or stuff like that. See, and that's just not really an option here. I think, I'm, I, think I was at a point where I, I wasn't in the mood for a game like that. I just... I, I wasn't in the mindset to sit down and play something that was just gonna kick my ass yeah, i think it was just fair. before griffin was born and i'm like uh nah no i don't think it's fair now. it's completely fair yeah play bloodstain instead yeah. it's not better than Sekiro, but it's fair it's i no, it's not like, <laughs> I, I've, from what i've played of both it's not but like it yeah i, I that, that's what i felt like playing so i maybe down the track i'll revisit it but it's yeah i i mean i think it's worthy of anyone's top yeah number one like it's 100 percent. i mean from software put in the work like you said they always put out like a solid. I don't. Product. I don't know how they do it. I, I don't either. Like, and on the the schedules that they do it on is just yeah. Fucking I mean, insane. they they are bigger than they like because they got they blew up this just gen. So yeah. like, even last gen because Dark, Dark Souls was last gen. Oh god. Oh god. Dark Souls was. Yeah. Such they've had such a good decade, and Sekiro was just such a great way to cap it off. And I just I can't wait for Elden Ring. Yeah. I just sometimes I'm just sitting. I'm sitting down. I'm like. Elden Ring is coming. It's gonna be. A, it's gonna be a game. Bloodborne Two would sell me a PS Five. I think. That I. I think I would put that in that echelon. I think it would almost. Sell I mean, me a PS5. I do believe you'll get a Bloodborne Two, just not from From Software. Right. Okay. Well, because From it. doesn't. It's a Sony IP, really. Yeah. True. Like From. From made Demon Souls. It was Sony exclusive. Sony had no IP. But and they're like, we want to do another one, but also we wanted to reach more people. So I made Dark Souls, which is a spiritual spiritual successor. You know, in in a lot of ways, there are parts of Sekiro that feel like a spiritual successor to Bloodborne. Oh, hundred percent. It maintains a lot of the fast paced action and all that, and being more aggressive than than yeah than like, like Sean Board like yeah. stand back and going cool, and now I attack. Yeah, Sekiro and both Bloodborne are just like, hey, get in there, yes, and hit them, fight. Yeah. The one thing that I like that would have made I feel like 
I, lo- I would love Sekrov to have had the counter damage that Bloodborne had. I think, yeah. But I guess I it, it does out. It does have the second death, which is pretty. Yeah. It's look. Let's be real. It's pretty badass. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. Cool. And you and you get you get a short window again against a boss when you do die. You get about I want to say twenty odd seconds mm. to just sit there and go. All right, be cool. Don't just because there are there were times playing circle. I'm like, fuck, I'm getting straight back up. Yeah, I'm getting back in, there and the boss is like, you're dead again. I'm yeah. like, all right, cool, that's it. I wiped that one. That was a bad decision. You take back 20 seconds, level out, and go, cool. I'm gonna get back up, and I'm gonna go back in there, but not get hit by the same attacks, and then get hit by the same, same attacks. attacks anyway. yeah. yeah, yeah. And also sometimes you could do the, if it was like you slipped up against us like a, a general enemy as well. You could use that second death to your advantage. Like, oh yeah, like by like they, as soon as they turn their back, you can be like, and go now, and you can either like disappear and hide uh, and get like a better vantage point to like do maybe like an like a stealth attack on them or you could get up and just get straight back in there and, yeah. and attack them and catch them off guard it was cool was it was neat. this game did have like yeah slight stealth mechanics and man i love that from software ai because from software is clearly aware it's like hey look we're gonna we're gonna kill you it's gonna be bad but guess what AI's a bit dumb so like hey if you want to take advantage like if you die Generally, the, the thing that killed you, it's like, cool, I'm done. Yeah. And just wanders back off and goes straight out of alert. And you're like, I'm alive again. Stealth yep. kill. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like little things like that where From's like, threw a bone. I'm like, thank you, From Software. Yeah. I needed that. <laughs> They're like, you can't upgrade anything. Oh, that sounds really hard. Uh, yeah, you can be like a sneaky bastard. <laughs> oh, I'd be a little oh, bit sneaky. Right, I mean, I didn't mention, but I do really like a lot of prosthetic tools. And they do have advantages against certain bosses for leveling them up. Yep. And... I honestly, I think, man, Bloodborne started this. It stripped away a lot of customization. Yep. Like, you had a decent pool of trick weapons. Yep. But, like, no spells. Like, you had those spells, but, like, why would you, you use had, them? You had your, like, firearm, basically. That was your spell. Yeah, you had firearm. And there was sort of, I don't know, I forget what they called them. They did have abilities, but I just never really felt they had any real value. Yeah. Um, and like the armor was pretty much a moot point. It was oh, just yeah. like, hey, how do you want to look? Yeah, it's fashion souls. So sure. like coming to Sekiro, I would also, I was already pretty like, cool. I mean, in Bloodborne, I built my character at the start with my trick weapon being the cane. I didn't change until I got the the blades of mercy like three quarters of the way through. Yeah. So like I was the one character. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So that was just that. I think that's why maybe Sekiro was easier for me to sort of just be like, well, I got a sword it's- and I got a weird arm that's got a grappling hook. It's really funny because I was—I've been thinking about why I didn't keep playing Sekiro, and I think it was just a matter of like it was at a point in my life where I was like, "Yeah, I'm not ready to. I'm not. I don't want to play this type of game right now, so I'm just gonna not play it." Because like, I Bloodborne is legitimately one of my favorite games of all time. Like, it is, I—it is the game that made me think. I've talked about this multiple times before, but like, it is the game that made me go. Oh wait, you can be good at video games. You you put in the work with this game and you did really well. You beat all those bosses by yourself. You did a really good job. You should feel proud of yourself. Because uh, we tried to kick your ass and we did, but you overcame it. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. And because of that, I've played so many other games that I probably would never have touched. Um, so I think it was just a matter of like, I was at a point yeah, in my well, life where it I was happens. Like, I playing it. So it's fair because like honestly, the game is hard. It, mm. it does ask a lot. Like I said, I spent five hours on the last boss. Yep. And, look, that's a significant investment for a boss. Mm-hmm. It's not even like getting through an area. It's like, hey, no, no, this is just one encounter. In that five hours, I probably 
I don't want to even know how many times I died, respawned, and came back in. Yeah. Like, that's using both of my deaths yep. like, to come back in and go again. So, like, I completely get it. I just think it's cool that, I mean, I, I had my incredibly hard boss fight. And unlike, it wasn't like the other From Software games, I'm like, cool, that's New Game Plus, let's go again. Like, I beat Sekiro and I was just like, I'm good. Yep. But if I do want to go back, there's a, another really hard boss waiting for me at the end of the other path. And I, it's like, he's like, do you want to fight me? I'm like, one, one day, one day, I'll but, get there. Give me no, some time. No, sir, thank you. <laughs> I'm good for I'll now. I'll see you later. But still, it is my game of the year. Like, but like yep. at any given point, Resident Evil was, Fire Emblem yep. was, Control was. Yeah. It was it's been a musical chairs this week, these last two weeks. I, I think it was, I was the same, but with like the bottom end of my list. But like, it's, yeah, I just, I, there's something about Control that I was just like, yeah, this is my game of the year, just, 100%. Again, the only real thing that really left me cold on Control, and it was not a huge deal because I love the rest of it, Control's a game I love, it's just, the ending was just a bit too ambiguous. Of course, yeah. Like, it, it, it even so much so, it's just like, I don't even think there's, I think the DLC we're going to get will finish the game. Oh, I think so too. 100%. So it's not even like, it's not even like I finished, I'm like, cool, can't wait for Control 2. It's like, cool, well, I can't wait for the rest of the game. Yeah, I, like, yeah. Because I feel sure. like, I just don't think it, you know what? I'm not going to say it because we're getting spoils. Well, yeah. Considering what, like, it seems like what, especially that second DLC is going to be. Yes. Yeah. I so, think yeah. it's going to open up some I'm stuff. excited. I'm excited for more of that. But yeah, it's, I've, I've seen so many people shooting down 2019 as a good year of games. Like, it was really good. Yeah, no, I, it was really good. There were games on my list that I wanted to put in here, but just didn't make the cut. It was, it was a, I mean, like. We said this when it was like the E3 episode, like talking about E3 and Game Awards and stuff. It was a transitional year. We knew that in some way, shape or form, Next Gen was coming. We knew that like a lot of the companies were going to be saving a lot of that stuff to for either E3 this year or Game Awards this year or their own personal whatever they do this year. It's just, it's exciting, but as good as this year was, like for all the... From software game like Capcom's here, there's plenty of Nintendo. There's Remedy Rem- came out. Remedy like... and all that, but you can get a company that no one's goddamn heard of, uh-huh. like ZA slash UM. But go, hey, you just go Elysium. Like, what the hell is this? Yep. What is this weird detective game where my psyche are all talking? What? Or even House House with House House Untitled Goose Game. Yeah, like it's... it's just, yeah, it's just exciting. It's um, fun. Play Disco Elysium, goddamn it. <laughs> That's my new like I. That's my catch call now. That's like play Fire Emblem as well and Control. But Disco Elysium. But Disco Elysium as well. <laughs> it's fine. Like Disco Elysium is about. I think I finished it in twenty five hours. So it's not too bad. It's you not know, it's not bad. It's not bad. I just want to. I want to. You know, I can't talk down about it. I get some. It's good. It's okay, Kyle. I think. Shout I'm... out to Easy Eyes for giving best character to Kim Kutsuragi. He is. He's a goddamn superstar. All right. He was my best friend in that game and had some cool moments because I, yeah, this is cool. He's All my right. best friend. Well, I reckon, uh, I reckon that's about it though, Kyron. I think it is. I think yeah. it is. I think we made that's... a, was... 2019 was good. 2019 was good. It was 2020 good. 2020 is going to, I'm scared. 2020 is going to be batshit. So yeah, we'll get to that. Oh, I'm bad. sure in the next, in the coming weeks, we'll probably do some like most anticipated stuff because there's a lot to anticipate. You already know my answer. Don't ask me. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> but maybe I you've know. got some mystery. No, I know your answer too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, there's a couple of things. Anyway, it, we'll get to that. 
We know what it is. We'll get there. We know what it we're is. We're both in this aspect. We're both very predictable. It it it, it it's definitely starts and ends with cyberpunk. Um, mine definitely got a new trailer this week, but I shouldn't have watched. But mm-hmm. I got halfway through and I couldn't stop. For sure, because I'm weak. Uh, well thank you for listening to us uh, and uh, let us know what your top 10 or number 1 game of the year is I'd love to hear I mean it's probably you know you probably already shared that if you finish Disco Elysium talk to me yeah true (laughs) please Um, I know I'm like several months behind the zeitgeist but it's really good I yeah well like it's I don't know I'm let us know what your number 1 was I'm very intrigued to hear that and hear what you have to say um but uh, if you like the show, please share it with your friends. Let someone know. That's your challenge for this week. Let someone that you know that doesn't know about our show know about our show. It, as long as they're going to be interested in it. Don't be like, hey, mom, this is podcast. It's really good. I've done my homework now. So, like, if you think generally think someone's going to be out there that's going to enjoy our show, please let them know because um, we really appreciate it. That's but, true. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us across everything at Dialogue Options. Um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that jazz. Um, if you want to find us on our individual accounts, though, you can find me at Jolly Mac, uh, where the last thing I tweeted was, uh, oh, it was the day before my birthday, and I, it was my son and I at the museum. There's a pretty cute photo of us. So if you want to see a pretty cute photo I, of us. I can confirm it as a cute photo of Joel and, and little Griffin. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, and also, I watched Parasite, which, again, I don't want to talk too much about because go see Parasite, watch Parasite however way you can. It's fucking amazing. So that's it. Where can they find you, Karen? Uh, you can find me on Twitter where I am at LemonManX. And ditto what you said for Paradise, but for 1917. Yeah. Which is also very good. Yep. My last tweets actually tie into what I was just talking about. Right. So I'll give you both of them. My most recent tweet, don't skip Disco Elysium and a gif of dancing. <laughs> yep. Which is, I failed it, but it's good to know that's what it looks like. Right. And my other tweet, oh no, why did I watch that new Final Fantasy VII remake trailer? Why didn't I stop? <laughs> why did none of you stop me? But also it was really good and worth it. And Genova's there. And why is Genova there? Is it April 10th yet? <laughs> nope. 68 days. Yep. As I was recording. Mm, I might play it. I'll see how I go. Mid, like from midnight, good Friday, you're not hearing from me that's fine yeah don't even try to talk to me you won't you won't i'm not i'm like locking myself down for four days <laughs> won't see me i'm gonna stockpile snacks and just live off those for four days i'm gonna see how like the release is releases are around then and i i might pick it up but we'll see you're gonna be too busy having a village i'm gonna be living my life on an island thank you very much I, it's fine i get it living the island life the island life my <laughs> island home uh anyway <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, we really appreciate it. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Options podcast.